0: Hey, I'm Mark Fennell and you're very welcome to This Adult Life, the podcast, where we talk about all things to do with adult life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Today, we are talking about coronaphobia, the fear of getting COVID 19 and embracing the new norm and going back into the world after lockdown. I'm going to talk about how you can identify coronaphobia and how to overcome it. I'm going to also share my own story how I overcame claustrophobia, the fear of confined spaces. So I know it's going to be a great help to you if you've got a phobia, and especially if you've got coronaphobia. All that's coming up in today's episode, right here on This Adult Life, the podcast. So today we're talking about coronaphobia. And I think we all have a little bit of coronaphobia, if we're honest. And it is simply the fear of getting the coronavirus. Going out and about and the fear of getting it. Because for some of us, we may be more anxious than others. But for the simple reason, we're in a place of the new norm, as they're calling it. You see, I suppose before lockdown, there was fear there. Understandably, there was fear there. Because it's like this pandemic, we're seeing the news reports, we're hearing it on social media. I mean, it's horrific. Horrific what it can do. It ultimately can end in death and it has done for thousands upon thousands of people. So when we went into lockdown, for some of us, there was a little bit of, okay, we don't want to do lockdown, but we kind of do as well because we feel a bit more protected lockdown because we're, I suppose we're not out and about, we're at a lesser risk of ca- catching this thing. So lockdown brought a little bit of peace for some of us. It brought a little bit of solace because it's like, well, I feel safer now that I'm on lockdown and I'm only having to go out for groceries for example. But as we're like coming out of lockdown, the world is physically the same, but it's it's almost like coming out of hibernation. It's like it's like coming out of a cave. You know, it looks the same, but it's very different as well. I mean, we've we've got like even going to the shops as we've kind of been introduced to the new norm I suppose going for groceries would have been one of our first introductions to that and you know we're, we're having to queue for an hour we're having to sanitize our trolley and wear gloves some of us are wearing masks and we've got to keep our distance in the stores and, and I mean I know for me like when I saw somebody in the grocery store with a mask on I kind of have I don't know there was something about it coronavirus we queued up and we were in the store and different things but when I saw someone with a mask on it just got so much more real and I did give a bit of fear of, man, this thing is so real. When I see people in masks, it's now not on the TV, it's now in front of me. And it just kind of reinforced that level of alertness, this, I suppose, intense hyper-vigilance that we have of, this thing is out there, this thing is right here, it's right in front of us, and it could be the person standing beside us. So when we went into lockdown, it was kind of like, okay, this is a means to end, this could be the way forward as far as we go into lockdown, we come out and this thing is gone, but the reality is it's not gone. The threat is still there you know antiviral medication vaccines all that kind of stuff could be years away we just don't know so the phobia is there now because now we've got to return to the norm we've experienced the the grocery store and and that was manageable we we maybe navigated that or maybe we ordered our our groceries home by delivery but what about when we're going to the barbers and the hairdressers and going to a restaurant and going to a party going to a wedding all these things that are normal life we must return to them but how do we return to them? What's it going to look like? And the fear of getting this disease now, this threat just got, I suppose, it just went up because we're now knowing that we're going to be around people again, even returning to work. Some people said, I love working from home. I feel safe. But now I've got to return to work. I'm going to be in an office with people. I'm going to be at risk, a higher risk of getting this disease if one of them gets it. So coronaphobia is the fear of getting this disease, this, this virus. That is the fear. And that's why we call it coronaphobia. And, you know, it's kind of similar to agoraphobia or FOGO, as they call it, the fear of going out. And agoraphobia is fear of going out, but agoraphobia normally comes for, for those that suffer with panic attacks, because it's not just the fear of going out, it's the fear of going out and having a panic attack away from home or etc. etc. So agoraphobia is a little bit different, but it is very like chronophobia. Instead of having fear of going out because we might have a panic attack it's fear of going out because we might catch this disease so it is very similar to agoraphobia or fear of going out And you see, for some people with anxiety, lockdown gave them an element of comfort and safety, although it was very stressful. It's very, your schedule is turned upside down, your routine is knocked off. It is really, I mean, it's for a lot of people, it's been a very stressful event and it took weeks, if not months to adjust. And you know, human nature, we are very good at adjusting to new norms, but it doesn't always be easy. And there is a lot of stress and some growing pains in that respect. But now a lot of people are saying, you know, who have anxiety and saying, you know, I got used to lockdown, but now I'm even more fearful of returning to a new norm where this disease is amongst us. And I can completely understand that. A report by Trinity College said that up to 75% of people feared getting the virus as they submerged from lockdown. But 85 to 90% of people were fearful of their loved ones getting it. So this fear is not just of us getting it. It's fear of our loved ones getting it. Maybe we've elderly parents or elderly neighbors or elderly friends or we've got a a child or we've got a loved one who's got an underlying issue like you know asthma or or cardiovascular disease and they're at risk so the fear of us getting it is one thing but the fear of our loved ones getting it is even greater that's what the studies would show us so here are some of the signs of coronaphobia and we're probably guilty of at least one or even two of these things so they're not always you know it's not a diagnosis i'm giving you here it's just things to watch for that when you i suppose address here's the problems i'm struggling with that's the first part of getting over the hurdles that's the first part of getting over the problems so there's a couple of things that can kind of show up because of this fear that we have for example, avoiding going out. We've discussed it. You know, you just don't want to go out at all. Obviously, you can't stay in that state. You've got to learn to start moving forward. And we'll talk about how to overcome going out. But or maybe more even serious, you're avoiding going to a hospital or you're avoiding going to a GP for treatment that you need because of this fear. Or how about you've got a constant feeling of unease and anxiety. You're just tense. You're, you've got anxiousness. You've just, you have just—you know that you're just not you're just not yourself you're you're stressed maybe you've got sleep disturbances i know even on a side note we've heard how people's dreams as of late have been so weird and vivid but that's all because of stress and routines being changed and all sorts of things or how about an eating disturbance maybe you've just not been eating your normal diet you've kind of like you know you're, you're anxious so there's a bit of a knot in your stomach you're not eating your appetite just isn't what it was or maybe feeling dread at the thoughts of being around people like you're 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 not only going out, but it's going out because of people, and you just don't want to be around people, and you just want to stay at home and you know lock yourself up to protect yourself. And you see, it's understandable to feel like that, but it's not a long term thing. We can't remain like that. What about obsessively monitoring your health? I think we all get a little bit guilty of this one. You know, when you're like, you get a tickly cough, or you have a little cough, or you have a little sniffle, and all of a sudden it's like alarm bells are going off, and you're like, oh my goodness, does this mean I have coronavirus? Or maybe you got a little bit hot and you're kind of like, are you hot? Are you hot as well? Are you cold as well? Because you're like, do I have a, a, a fever or a little sneeze? So obsessively monitoring our health. We can come very hypersensitive to how we feel physically. And it's something that's not, again, it's not good for us to be that way long term. Or feeling distracted, just not being fully in the moment. You know, you're there, but you're not there. You're there, but... You're, you're like distracted, but yet if someone said, are you distracted? You kind of go, I'm distracted, but not really sure why. That's because there's an undercurrent of fear and stress and anxiety in your in your thoughts, in your system, even in your subconscious, because of the, the fear of this upheaval of COVID-19, routine being changed, new norms on the horizon. What's the news saying today? And all of those things can affect our stress and our anxiety, which is really, really horrible. It's an interesting to see that more people fear that their loved ones would get this disease even more than they fear getting it themselves. Well, I suppose that's a true testament to love. You know, you you don't want to get this disease for yourself, but you certainly even more so don't want to see your loved ones get it because we know this thing is a massive threat. But I mean, what can you do, I mean, to overcome it? What can you do to, I suppose, beat this phobia? And that's what I want to kind of get into because it's amazing. I've seen more and more people, spoke to more and more people as of late who really, this fear is starting to well up inside them and it really is increasing and becoming a problem. So, you know, I spoke about anxiety in previous episodes of the podcast. You can go and check them out. And I spoke about, you know, the uncertainty and fear. Um, so definitely go back and, and check those previous podcasts out because I know they'll be a help. But this is just more focusing in on the coronaphobia, the fear of getting this disease, uh, this virus. So here's how you can get over it. A couple of little tips. Well, the first thing is you've got to, and it's, not, it's easier said than done, but you've got to change your mindset. It's kind of like being the victim, as in you're on the receiving end. You see that I have no control and everything out there, I'm on the receiving end. I'm a victim of what's happening in society. You've got to kind of flip your mindset to, you know what? I'm not a victim. There are things I can take control of because when we feel vulnerable or when we feel like you know we're just susceptible to whatever the world throws at us, when we feel like that victim... And it's understandable at the same time. But when we feel like that, we can feel like we've no control. In fact, we feel like our lives can be out of control because we could be knocked off, keel any second. But when you start to change your mindset into, look, there's a lot of things I cannot control, but there are a lot of things that I can control. And start to change your mindset into that, I suppose, thinking space, it's going to serve you a lot better for overcoming fear. Because if you feel like the victim like that, I've no control and this thing could attack me anytime, you're going to be in a state of fear. But when you start to shift your mentality to, no, you know what? I can overcome, you know, a lot of things here. I can't stop the virus. I can't stop a lot of things, but I can overcome a lot of my fears, a lot of the hurdles that are holding me back. Change your mindset into, you know, taking control of what you can and seeing yourself as a survivor rather than a victim. But the most effective way to overcome a phobia, right? And this is like for any phobia ever, you know, and it's not easy. My goodness, this is so not easy. But the most effective way to overcome a phobia is by gradually and repeatedly exposing yourself to what you fear. And what's interesting about this is because I used to suffer really badly with claustrophobia. And I'll probably talk about it again in a future episode, but I I think it's good to mention it here. Because claustrophobia is the fear of confined spaces. And it's not even the space, but it's more the fear of what if i can't get out of this space and i always say anxiety always starts with a question and that question is usually what if but for me i spent years and years where i couldn't go in elevators i just couldn't go in confined spaces and it was actually a learned fear i kind of learned it because my mom actually had claustrophobia and i remember when i was younger in a shopping center and she we had to climb all these stairs and i said why don't you use the the lift and she said oh i wouldn't go in there no and i I asked her i like i pressed her on it i was only young and i said why though oh, what have you got stuck and it's such a small space and da, da, da. And she listed off those things and I, because obviously she's a person of influence in, in my life, you know, uh, especially as a child because that's the way we are as, as children, I took it on board as gospel and said, yeah, there is a risk, which there is a risk, but allowing that risk manifest as a fear so much so that it affects my quality of life and now i'm taking the stairs everywhere and making life difficult for myself that's when it's a phobia but that's also when it's kind of gone outside its boundaries of just being a normal day-to-day threat it's gone into something that can actually affect my life really really badly so what did i do well I knew what I know now, and I started to expose myself to uh, lifts and elevators. In fact, what I did, and I don't advise this for everybody because this might, <laughs> it's each to their own, and you sometimes will have to get professional help for this. And, you know, it's, it's getting a pace and a plan that works for you. But here's what I did do I started to stand at the door of the elevator of the lift, and the door would open, and I'd stand in the door knowing that the door won't close because it has these sensors on it. So I'd stand there and then I'd step back out so I wouldn't actually step in the lift I was standing in the doorway and I would do this repeatedly and that's the key it's repeatedly doing this and I did this over and over again and then what I did was I looked up on YouTube people getting stuck in lifts and that's the part I don't recommend for everybody but I started to see what happened them stuck in lifts I started to see that nobody died they still got out I remember seeing one story of a guy and he was stuck in a lift for like hours and hours. in fact it was the weekend in a place of work and, I mean, that's horrific. Nobody wants that to happen. I mean, this is probably massive exposure, you know, uh, that I'm putting myself through. But I started to say, but he still walked away. He still survived. He was still okay. He didn't suffocate. He didn't run out of air, you know. And I suppose from doing that then, I was like, so, you know, and what are the odds? And what are the, like, the statistics and stuff like this? So then what I did, I started to go into um, a glass lift. And I wouldn't go in alone, I'd bring a phone with me and I'd make sure someone's with me and I made sure, you know, it was a lift that I knew, an elevator that I knew, you know, had a good record. Um, but anyway, through all of this, I started exposing myself to these kind of things, going into small confined spaces, not locking the door, say, or even cubicles and stuff like that. But anyway, long story short, I eventually got over claustrophobia, to the extent I can go in completely small space lock the door in fact I've been in a couple of spaces where the doors locks haven't worked for me and the first thing I've said to myself is, oh well it's not going to kill me you know and it's amazing the way when you train yourself it can become instinctive anyway I don't have claustrophobia anymore completely over it in fact I'm actually less fearful of probably the average person of a lift now which is pretty amazing so you know it's amazing how you can overcome it so you can overcome any phobia I'm a firm believer in that but here's as I mentioned here's how you do it it's repeatedly exposed exposing yourself to what you fear in a safe and controlled way and that's the key and during this I suppose exposure process they call it exposure therapy uh, you'll learn to ride out the anxiety and fear until it inevitably passes because you don't stay in that state because what happens is when you're in that state of fear say for example you're going to the shopping center right and you've not been to one in a long time The fear when you walk in if you see people and you have this phobia of getting this disease like the fear will be there so your heart rate might elevate and anxiousness will will obviously ensue you might get cold sweats tension in your neck or shoulders whatever there'll be a knot in your stomach there's lots of symptoms as we know of anxiety and you may get them but what you do is this you take baby steps and you go well listen i can leave at any time it's okay but i'm going to go in here now and i'm going to experience the anxiety and i'm going to embrace the anxiety accept the anxiety because i know that the sooner i accept it and and start training myself that this is the new norm. What happens is your brain, your subconscious, which is causing all this problem, your brain starts to go. Hang on a minute, the threat is okay. We're not dead. You know, everything seems okay. The threat is still there, but you know we're okay. And what happens is your anxiety eventually will subside. So you know you've got to do it. I know that's the easy, easier said than done, but that's actually how you do it. Baby steps and so forth. What you also got to do is this. Um, You know, you've got to make sure that you are committed to easing into the new norm. Don't say, oh, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. I know people who just will not They just don't want to get over the phobia because they don't want to put themselves through that difficult like challenge. But all you gotta do is say, you know what? I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I will do it, and have that attitude of I'm going to get over this, I'm going to get through this, and I'm gonna at least improve on how I currently am. That's the key. Don't put yourself under pressure to fix it overnight. Just give yourself the time and the grace that you know what I'm gonna get through this. It's gonna be okay. Take that mindset on. But what you can also do to kind of help, and I know I've spoken about this before, but dial down the uh, the negative influences in your life, whether it be the news, the social media conversations and friends, take a little bit of control. Don't watch the news as much. Don't watch your social media feed and don't be following the hashtag COVID-19. And, you know, if your friends start talking about it, you know, it's good to get an update, but then kind of say, well, listen, let's talk about something else. Take control. Dial down the negative influences that could increase your fear. Also, here's a great tip. If you're not ready to go to that place and I suppose deal with your chronophobia you know head on like wherever that place might be or that you know situation that you deem would be really fearful because of chronophobia well pre-imagine it from the comfort of your home imagine what would it be like you know when you go to this place what are you going to encounter and what you can do is you can plan ahead and go okay and if someone walks near me okay gran i'm going to wear a mask if you feel more comfortable with that i'm going to have gloves that's all right i won't touch my face with the gloves or i when I leave the place i'll bin the gloves So that's great. Anything I touched will will not come with me or come home with me or come into my car, etc. So, you know, pre-plan it. Think of what happens if this happens, what happens that. Imagine what it's going to be like and that will be a great help to you experiencing it and breaking through your phobia. Um, Another thing you can do is build hope, right? I know this sounds really simple, but this is actually what you need to do. Build hope and remind yourself that threats on health have always existed. They've always been there. There's always been a threat of and and the fear of, you know, catching this, catching that, this happening, that happening, the fear on your, you know, threats on your life as far as God forbid, you'd be knocked down, struck by lightning, you know, earthquakes. There's always been threats or, you know, horrible things like diseases, cancers, viruses. And there's all these, those threats were always out there before lockdown. They've always been there. Okay. They weren't talked about every day in the news. You weren't thinking about it 24-7. So you, you learn to live with those threats and have a normal life. So, you know what, the same will eventually happen with this coronavirus. So give yourself hope and say, look, I know it's changed. And I know, I suppose, we're we're being stretched. And and, and this is a a lot of adapting to happen overnight. But you know what, we will get through this. We will survive this. We will, I suppose, deal with this fear. And the fear will eventually dissipate and slowly dissolve. But remind yourself of good statistics as well. For example, 90% of people who get the uh, coronavirus recover from it. So 90% actually recover. So even, God forbid, you get this thing, you will recover from it. 90% of people recover from it. Sadly, not everyone does, but just err on the side of the glass half full rather than the glass half empty. Also, you can do this. You can take control and start focusing on healthy habits to build your immune system. So this is one of the things I've mentioned this before. You can take control of, you know what? I can build my immune system. I can work on things to be healthy and to be in optimum shape. Of course, that will help me, protect me. And even if God forbid I get this thing, I'll be a lot stronger uh, in dealing with it. And uh, you know what? I'll get through it. Also, look, get advice, but not from Dr. Google, you know, um, get advice. If you've got like this health anxiety, as we would kind of deem it, or, you know, if you've got this chronophobia. you know, get advice on it. Talk to someone, you know, don't just bottle it in. Talk to someone. I know for a lot of Fodoros men, we don't like to talk about things that we fear because we feel it makes us look weak. But no, no, no. Talking is therapy. I always say that. And it's talking to a friend or you can get professional help, but talk to somebody. Because when you talk, I always say, you know, uh, a problem shared is a problem have, But when you begin to talk, about what you're going through, you will actually start to create solutions for yourself as well. So it's a great way of, I suppose, seeing your problem from a different perspective. And remember, we don't know what tomorrow could bring. Tomorrow could bring something way worse than COVID-19. There could be another pandemic or God forbid, a recession and other things to worry about. So we never know what tomorrow may bring. So just take everything a day at a time and have hope. Because what I've also seen as well is for children, a lot of children learn the fear, like claustrophobia for me, I learned to kind of, from my mum, not that I completely got it from her, she's not to blame, but it definitely put that thought process in my head of, oh, this is a threat. And I kind of, I suppose I fed that fear myself then, um, by thinking about it and ruminating on it and so forth, and catastrophe thinking, you know, tends to come in at that point, but thankfully I got over that, but children are very susceptible. They see fear in your eyes. They see fear in the conversations. They know when mum or dad is stressed or feared about, fearful about something. Uh, it's the same as true for teens. A lot of us right now, a lot of teenagers out there, a lot of us have seen what's happened with their studies and with their exams. It's all been thrown up in the air and they may be very fearful, but it might not just be fear of coronavirus. They might have fear of what does the future hold for me? So, you know, with thinking about coronaphobia, also think how other fears might be affecting other members of your family they might not be too concerned about COVID-19 they might be just more concerned about their career their future because of the upheaval that's happened in their lives in their school college and their work so you know take the onus off you as well and say well hang on I'll worry about me in a minute but I want to make sure other people are okay talk to the child you know if if you feel that the child has gone a bit distracted or like those other symptoms I mentioned you know they're not eating like they used to eat they're they're a little bit distracted or a little bit gone into themselves we all know you know look, get them Get them talking, ask them questions and see how they're doing and see is there a fear there of this new norm or or any fear at all because this thing has brought up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Fears and anxiousness and anxieties of life. But I will say this, you know, reassuring your loved ones, reassuring yourself and say, you know what, look, we'll get through this. Coronaphobia, it is because we are in a zone of, I suppose, a learning zone, an adapting zone. We've never been in this headspace before where everything was thrown up in order and now we have to I suppose, with all this disorder, we've got to make sense of it all, establish a new norm, but also have some quality of life at the same time while protecting ourselves. So we have a lot of balls in the air to juggle. But you know what? You can get through it. So like I say, with those tips, you know, you've got to, I'll just refresh on them for you. But basically, first of all, change your mindset to one that you can take control. Okay, also remember that, look, an effective way to overcome this is step by step exposing yourself to this fear and you will eventually fall into the new norm. It will just make sense over time. Dial down the negative influences. Pre-imagine where you're going to go and what you're fearing. Think about it. Think beforehand and what can you do to plan ahead for those possibilities. Build hope in yourself and say, look, I'm going to be okay. I've got through this before because there's been always a threat of viruses, diseases and sicknesses there's always been threats in the world out there and, I've, and i they never bothered me before i learned to live with them and eventually too you will learn to cope and live with this new norm always remind yourself as well 90% of people recover from it take control focus on healthy habits get advice from you know professionals or or people that may help because this is like a health anxiety thing you know get advice don't just look to google And remember, we never know what tomorrow may bring. We only need to focus on our today. Like you could start catastrophizing and thinking in the next month, six months, future. No, just take it a day at a time. Talk to our loved ones, talk to our children. You see, hope doesn't mean that fear is not there. It just means you hold on to the fact that you will get through this and you hold on to hope because you know that, look, I don't know how I'll get through it. I just know that I will because I'm going to do all I can do to keep this show on the road and take a day at a time one step at a time so don't let this fear see it as a this is how it is now how will i ever leave my home again no no with baby baby steps you'll move toward getting into it and adapting to a new norm and you're going to be okay and of course if you want to get in touch with me please do you know connect with me on instagram Facebook, social media. My website, by the way, is markfennel.ie and it's the same user handle for Instagram and Facebook. It's at markfennel.ie. So make sure you connect. And of course, if you can subscribe to this podcast and give us a five stars, that would be also absolutely fantastic. And by the way, I know a couple of you have screenshot when you're listening to the podcast and tagged me. I love when people do that. So keep that up. That is so encouraging to know that these podcasts are being a help. Lots of other episodes in, in back in the past archives. So make sure you go back and have a look at them, especially with anxieties and uncertainties and fears. But listen, I hope today has been helpful. And I hope to see you in the next podcast because you're listening to This Adult Life, The Podcast.